Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian and Andrew, and hey, we are at somebody's backyard. Uh, Brett's backyard, Rockdale, Texas. And literally and figuratively, this is a backyard. Pretty cool setup you got out here. Um, it's been a long way in time, and, and as in many pitmaster stories, um, a varied winding road to get here. Um, tell us a little bit about your background and um, how you got into barbecue. Uh, yeah, it definitely was a winding road, uh, especially with all the rain that uh, came before, while we were trying to get this open, but I'll talk about that here shortly. Um, barbecue for me came pretty much right after high school had a good friend of mine that uh you know we would do a lot of tailgating and you know backyard um parties and and we were young and dumb and and that's kind of all we really did back then um and you know someone always lit the pit up and whether you know it was charcoal gas uh smoker um we had no idea what we were doing but just kept you know every weekend just kept doing something um and then it just uh we entered a competition and i think i hit fifth place beans and then for me that's kind of where it all started um started doing a few competitions and then more and more and more and over time yeah i almost become became a sickness for me really and and uh when we started we had a team of 10 of us and by the time it was done, we had a, a team of I and me. <laughs> so um, that's when I was doing 2015. I did 39 wow. competitions out of 52 weeks. Um, I did 12. I hit 12 grand, six reserves, and a lot of top five overall finishes. I think that year I had 16 first place brisket calls. Wow. Um, now competition brisket's completely different. Now it's more of a sweeter. But um, I'm proud of, of that and, you know, all the awards and, you know, accurate, or just, you know, everything I've won. But Competition is, is obviously the, the skill and, and how to get there is incredibly tight. Um, how has competition barbecue changed from even when you first got into it to when you got out of competition? Um, well, there's definitely a lot more money involved in competition barbecue now. Like if you, 10 years ago... If you went to a competition at the Austin Rodeo, um, it was a bunch of good old boys. Um, you didn't have to have a lot of money to do a competition. You mainly just needed, you know, a, a, some sort of backyard smoker or, um, you know, Weber grill. Now, you know, every everybody that welds is almost capitalized on that market and now everybody's got you know hundred thousand dollar fifth wheels and rvs you know really fancy rvs tow behind rvs um you know jambo pits and um all sorts of fancy smokers um pit maker kind of helped evolve that uh that competition barbecue scene for sure but uh, now i think it's you know with all the sponsorships and everything it's, it's there's a lot of money up for stakes you know back in the day you used to win a hundred two hundred three hundred dollars for a first place brisket now you can win thousands so 
I think the biggest thing is, is money. And from a meat quality standpoint, I know that's been one of the things that people talked a lot about in the competition world that's changed. What, what kind of briskets were you cooking back when you were doing it? Um, I always cook choice prime uh, here and there. I'd, I would always have on my backups, I'd always cook two briskets. I'd have a select and a choice or a prime. Mo most of my choice were upper two-thirds. Um, yeah, but now that everybody's getting into, you know, steak, river farms, wagyu, brisket, you know, real fancy, high-end uh, briskets. Um, there's a company out in West Texas, Midland Meat Company, um, that kind of sponsors, you know, three or four of the big dogs in the state of Texas. And I think, you know, for one of their briskets, is like 250 bucks. Wow. And, and they're doing more than just two briskets even now. Sometimes they're doing yeah. multiple briskets. Yeah. And, how, how is the, um, the the rubs and the, the taste profile, has that changed as well over time? Oh, it's sickening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we we kind of know. We just want we just want other people to tell people that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 2013, 14, you know, it, it became something that, for me, really wasn't barbecue. Uh, for others, it may be, but, you know, I love commercial barbecue. Um, it became a little bit more of a science than uh, the actual flavor of barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's 100% correct. Um, it, you know, that one bite and, you know, kind of what you could do with that one bite. Um, I, I remember I used to melt down beef trimmings um, or the brisket trimmings and get a really nice, um, rich uh, beef tallow. And right before I turned in my uh, um, brisket box, I'd put a little barbecue sauce in there, a little, and make it a little salty, and brush it on my brisket. Uh, that way, it made it made my brisket kind of go at least get to the final table. Because the difference between final table and top ten really isn't, but uh, you know, a few marks here and there. But you know, you need you need a by the time it gets to final table, your brisket, it, it, everybody's brisket's cold. I mean, it's two hours later after turning. Um, so, you, so you have to find a way to keep it really, really moist and flavorful. And I think regular, you know, commercial barbecue sauce, uh, competition barbecue sauce, lots of salt, um, and, uh, you know whatever tricks you have up your hat <laughs> so as you started getting out of the competition world um did was was it immediate thought that maybe i should start cooking and selling barbecue or how did that transition start for you um so when i was doing a lot of the competitions um i'm 36 now so probably 28 um you know a lot of friends started getting married so uh, friends would just say, hey, you know, they're on a budget, this or that. And just ask, hey, can you do my wedding? Can you do this? Can you do that? So that's kind of where, you know, going from competing every weekend with that primal itch went to, you know, I can make a little bit of money and build a catering business. Um, and, you know, I was working a full-time job, doing competitions every weekend. I was in a different zip code. So... I got tired and I got burnt out and uh, I got tired of traveling and sleeping in the back of my truck. I didn't, I didn't have a bunch of money like everyone else did. So, um, I had a pretty cool decked out competition rig, but, um, 
I would just sleep in, in the front seat if it was raining or, you know, in the AC for two or three hours. But most of the time I was hung over as hell and it was hotter than hell sleeping in the, on an air mattress in the back of my truck. <laughs> Those were the days. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as far as we've known you, you've always been a, a huge hustler and it looks like the, the catering side really continued to grow and, and started to consume even more of your life at that point. Yeah, and it's about to. I booked five this week <laughs> for next year. Well, and that's uh, not the only five you have next year. You've got uh, a, quite a number already booked into next year. Um, kind of the sunny Moberg of catering, I think. <laughs> but but it, it became enough that at what point did you decide that you wanted or could get out of the, the corporate life and, and make the jump into barbecue full-time? Well, at first, I mean, I was scared as hell to do it. Um, but I just kept telling myself, you know, I, I, w- I wasn't miserable at Dell. I actually loved my job at Dell. Um, and I loved the people I work with and, you know, my Dell family. But it was, for me, it wasn't that primal itch. It wasn't what made me want to get up in the morning and go light a fire. Um, I wanted to do something that I wanted to do regardless of what I thought. And I damn sure didn't want to sit in a cubicle for the rest of my life. And... I, I just couldn't see a future for me at Dell. You know, my dad did it for 18, 20 years, um, and he was very successful. But you know, he he was miserable while he was doing doing it. And I could see myself as some old fart cooking barbecue off the side of the road when I'm 60, um, as long as I'm I'm healthy and and you know make a decent living. So you started um, from catering. You started to do some pop-ups on the side. Yeah, I was doing two or three pop-ups a month. Uh, once I kind of, you know, I was trying to bridge that gap, and, you know, make a segue into um, going 100% um, commercial. And the hardest part was I was so competitive, I wanted to compete. And... It was really, really hard to, you know, not load the truck, load the pit, and go do that. Um, so my way out of it was do a pop-up. And I would bug every, I mean, I invited every single one of my friends on Facebook to pop-ups. I mean, they probably got so tired of pop-ups, invitations. But the way I'd get them there is I'd get somebody, two or three music artists, and, you know, always did places with beer. Well, everybody likes beer and everybody likes music. If I could get them there and then feed them, then most of the time my pop-ups would be good. Uh, I don't think I ever had a pop-up less than 100 people, so I was very fortunate. But I would also market it and market it. You, you were really good at that. and I mean, I, mean, I don't know. How, how, when did you start doing the pop-ups? Because I don't know when, when, how long you'd been doing them before I started coming, but you really had a, a big draw out there. Probably 2016 is really when I started hitting it hard. Because after two, 39 competitions and 15, I took like four months off. And I was still having really bad uh, thyroid issues. And I was in and out of doctors trying to figure all that. And I had a huge weight loss. and I uh, got really bad anxiety. It's probably from, damn, not doing barbecue good sauce. <laughs> um, but, you know, now I'm, I'm mellowed out, gained some weight back. And, you know, I'm happy. I never thought my 
entire life I'd be so damn tired. But <laughs> uh, I don't think since Wednesday I haven't made it to bed. I just I, I take a shower, drink a glass of milk, and and uh, the couch has been my best friend since uh, going into week four. So. So as you, you know, when you did that transition from competition into doing the pop-ups into retail barbecue, was it, was an adjustment period for you changing the flavor profile of your food or what kind of, what was that process for you? It was, but, uh, I knew, I think once you know how to cook, you can kind of do a little bit of both, especially since I was doing pop-ups and competition kind of at the same time period. I didn't quit entirely in the, there's four cook-offs in Round Rock a year and I would continue to do those four. Uh, one, I'd won three years in a row, and I did not want to not do that. Um, but I just started playing with recipes. Every pop-up, I'd do this, do that. Um, you know, it's it's like getting feedback from you guys or anyone else. Hey, you're, I liked your ribs today. I didn't like your ribs two weeks ago, you know. We're always trying to make things better, um, whether sourcing a better product or, you know, less salt more salt you know um smoked paprika versus regular paprika you know adding chili powder not you know what i mean changing um peppers um you know so and in competition you don't nothing's very peppery at all it's kind of a joke i mean it don't have bark i always had a bark because i always cook central texas style barbecue so um that, that was really the only way and the only difference between me and a lot of the other guys is the way I cook brisket now is the way I did it then. The only difference is I cooked it a lot hotter faster and I didn't have the rest time. So, I mean, I have friends that come up here and eat and they're like, uh, your brisket's so much better than what it was in the competition world. And when you go to put it in a box, you'd brush some sweet barbecue sauce over the top. So that's really it. So one of the things that um, also plays into factor is, as you mentioned, the, the method of cooking, also the types of pits and the pits, um, as you have this special relationship, I mentioned Sonny Moberg earlier. Um, I, I know you may not remember because we talked about this, but I remember on Facebook, I saw you reach out to Sonny very early as he was getting into his own pit building to offer him some advice. So you, you've been working with Sonny for a long time. Um, before you got into the Moberg pits, what were you cooking on in competition? So I had uh, I, I had a guy in Wimberley make me a 250-gallon uh, um, smoker. Um, it was uh, it was a propane, but it ha- also had a pipe attachment to it with a just a single door upright on the exhaust side, and I used that for several years. And then Sonny Moberg. Uh, a friend of mine, Shane Hill, Sonny made him a reverse flow. And, I mean, it was a really extravagant smoker, and it had all sorts of stuff on it. And I'd ask Shane, you know, who built your smoker? And this before I knew Sonny. And um, so that's kind of where, you know, mine and Sonny's relationship really started. And then we just kept, I kept on him and on him and on him. And, you know, I kept changing my ideas, this and this and this. And, and then we got to the point where, you know, we were texting all the time and talking. And, you know, before before uh, Moberg Smokers, he was, uh, um, oh, what was the name of his, 
uh, Moberg Metals. Metal Works. <laughs> yeah, Metal Works, yeah. <laughs> so Moberg Metals made me a couple smokers, and then he fine-tuned And that was your, your first, was it your first one was your modified competition rig, or what, what was your first one through him? So he didn't do the first one, but he did, we did modify it, we insulated the box, and that's kind of where the whole insulation idea kind of came into play. Um, you know, there, there were some out there, especially on the, the competition side, but they were all really small, you know, pipe pits um, or little backyard pits that were insulated. Nobody was doing it. I think there was one company in town that was doing it, but nobody was really cranking them out that way, ready to go. Um, and then I outgrew that one really quick, and uh, he built me a really cool competition rig. It had a, a Moberg uh, pipe pits um, ribeye cooker on there, and um, it was all stainless steel inside. It had a three compartment sink, and I ran that to the ground, <laughs> and then I sold it on Craigslist, um, and then we built the uh, Moberg. 500, the the original OG. So fast forwarding into late 2017, the pop-ups are into high gear and a permanent location is starting to become an, an idea for you. Um, we're in Rockdale now. It's your brand new place. You know, open a few weeks now. How did how did Rockdale become where, where you wanted to put down roots and, and start Brett's Backyard Barbecue? Well, I had the itch and, uh, you know, I grew up in Round Rock and there was just no way in hell the city of Round Rock was going to let me put a food trailer anywhere um, to kind of get me off the ground. And my, my girlfriend's from Rockdale, and her one of her best friends' uh, husband and uh, his family own this lot, and they own the gas station next door and, and the three acres back in there. And we came out here. There was a six or seven months ago there was the head sheriff had passed away um and i came here during the week and we hopefully gonna, nobody shot the sheriff all right no one shot the sheriff <laughs> that's a good song for the deputy. <laughs> to throw that in but there. uh it was the milam county so uh basically they did he was on vacation too i think in oregon so they flew his body to austin and then they took his body from Austin and he lived in Milano um, which is about another 23 miles down the road here and this whole town came out here and lined this road for him and had you know Texas flags US flags and you know just seeing that and the lot we're on now is just a piece of grass and everybody parked at this gas station sitting in the back of the tailgate drinking beer you know just waiting and waiting and waiting and uh, Brad, who owns this lot, um, said when he was younger, he used to put um, a pit out here and just sell sausage traps. And he would usually make 250 bucks every Saturday as a, as a uh, younger adult. Um, and my vision really started kicking gear there. Um, the price was really hard to beat. Um, I knew what I wanted for a smoker room. I have another trailer coming, uh, which is going to be a Moberg shipping container, um, if we can ever get that out. So, you know, the biggest thing that caught my eye was the uh, 
the amount of traffic that comes through this town it's i mean it's unreal and and really now most of the people that eat here i mean majority of them are from rockdale but i get people that drive in that are driving from college station a lot of people going to the a&m game today people from thorndale taylor thrall milano hearn even lexington i've had people come out here um a lot of people from Temple. We get a lot of Temple phone numbers calling. Can we place an order? Can we place an order? I'm like, we're not doing that yet. <laughs> not until it come slows on down, down a little bit. But um, so yeah, it's been it's just been nuts, man. So you made you made the decision to come here. And for those that don't know where Rockdale is, um, we're about 20 minutes north of Lexington. Isn't that right? Yeah. Um, and about. 30 minutes east of Taylor? How far are we from Taylor? Uh, we're 18 one way and 19 the other. Okay. So only about 20 minutes or so. Um, it's about a two-hour drive from my house in Houston, which is on the northwest side of Houston. <laughs> I was going to say, people yeah, know yeah. where your house is yeah, now? Yeah, well, I just want to say it's not from downtown Houston <laughs> to here. It's a little bit farther. But um, but also probably about maybe a three-hour drive from Dallas, something like that. So kind of central you know, if you drew lines between each of the major cities, yeah, probably pretty it, close to Central. It's one of those great it's, day trips. It's halfway between College Station and Austin. That's another um, good way to look at it. Yep. It's uh, for Brenham, like so. Truth Barbecue is like 39 miles from here, um, and then Waco is, I think, a little maybe an hour yeah a yeah. little bit over an hour maybe but right at an hour yeah so we drove kind of slow so yeah so that was your fault kind of in the <laughs> you know the four corners of you know central texas so it's it was an interesting you know interesting location to pick you were in round rock you had a, a full-time we'll call it a corporate job cubicle job um you were ready to make this leap into the barbecue world um losing that tether the corporate job, the corporate um, insurance, the corporate uh, advantages. I mean, obviously that had to be stressful and a, a difficult decision to make. What, you know, what was behind that decision and what was that like as you started to build this up? Uh, it's gut, gut wrenching. <laughs> I mean, you want to lose some weight, leave a, leave a job that where you got paid every other Friday and that commission check. Uh, because my first food order, I mean, this week I've, I mean, I'm, I'm pushing almost double digits in food orders and, um, it's, it's, it's sickening because you, you, you spend 18, 20 hours cooking all this food and you, and you put it in a warmer and you hope to God that people show up. And, uh, at first I was cooking what I thought was a lot and kind of what my realistic goal was and you know uh, a lot of people in the town were getting mad because i was running out by two o'clock that was 10 to 12 briskets a day and you know 10 to 15 racks of ribs and and much more other things and i was still running out uh i mean we're it's almost five o'clock and i mean people will come here as long as i'm open and i have something they will keep coming so I don't think I will ever have a day where I don't sell out. If, um, I want to go till you know almost dinner time. And I, and I think you know something that a lot of people that get into this business don't plan for is number one. Obviously, like you said, I mean you, you stop getting a consistent paycheck as you're building the place, so you're not you're not generating an income. 
Um, but there's a lot of gotchas and things as you come along and, and timing and, you know, this is not a brick and mortar yet, but even then there was a lot of things that, that took extra time and effort that you, maybe you didn't plan for, which adds to a lot of the stress, but it, it helps people to understand what that goes, what that goes through as you do it. Um, what were some of the things as you were setting the this up? The biggest thing for me was the weather. Uh, September, I was trying to get open October 6th. Um, which is the first week in October. We opened the end of October, and I don't know how it happened, but it did. But, I mean, this, we got 15, 20 inches of rain here in two months. I mean, this was all flooded. Uh, that creek right there never flooded this area, and that's why I'm right here by the road, one for people to see everything. Um, but, you know, it was halfway over here, and it, it, they'd never seen rain like that before. It, it had been 20, 30 years. And uh, just trying to get the pit room up and built and lay concrete. Um, you know, the one thing that saved my ass was uh, this town didn't have any any uh, restrictions as far as allowing, you know, permit fees were $100. So that saved me a lot of money, and I didn't really have the headaches. Um, and th there's no way I could have done this anywhere else, you know especially with the amount of traffic that comes through here every day. Um, it's just, you know, it's it's, all, it's a blessing in disguise, really, what it is. Um, and, you know, there, there's five barbecue joints here in this town on, on the 5th. Um, I don't know how long the other ones will be around, but, uh, or me, you know, but, you know, what I'm doing every day, I think, uh, I think I'll be around for a little bit. Um, I put every little ounce into it and that's really getting back to your initial question is you really really have to be passionate about what you do because your life goes away and uh, and your sleep goes away so let's talk a little bit about about the menu here about what you're doing um, and I know you've you've introduced some specials we'll talk about the burger um, let's. What's on the Brett's Backyard Barbecue menu that people can order on a daily basis first? So, kind of go over this week. We always have a half chicken. We always have pulled pork, brisket, pork spare ribs. Uh, I do baby backs on Sundays here and there. Um, I got three different types of sausage. Regular pork, um, all beef, and a jalapeno um, pork uh, cheese sausage and then I always have a special today's special was a brisket burger which I just take the brisket trimmings and we grind it up and it make a smoked brisket burger and we kind of do that on the very front of the mower um, that way you get a you know kiss a flame kiss and then you get a nice little smoke uh, it's not too smoky you know served uh, in between two sweet brioche buns um, Last week it was cold. I did a brisket chili. Uh, this Friday I did a uh, brisket chili con carne Frito pie with your choice of topping and uh, my own pickled uh, jalapenos. Um, Thursday was 28 degrees here in the morning <laughs> and I didn't think anybody was going to show up. I made 30 green chili uh, pulled pork and uh, chicken stews. Um, I was out. We opened at 10.30, I was out by noon. Um, 
what happens is a lot of these people come and get food for lunch and then they also get two or three pounds of food for dinner so um, always got something rotating I don't even know what tomorrow's special is going to be because I'm almost out of food for the entire <laughs> week um, it's just been crazy but even with the cold front uh, we're I mean we're out of all to go items I'm gonna make a Sam's run tonight that's the only bad part about being in a small town is I can't go anywhere to replenish stock. So you, um, your meat supply here is Rufino's? Yeah, I'm, I'm going 100% with Rufino's right now. And we got, we got five deliveries this week. We had a delivery every single day this week. I say you're open five days? Open four. Four. I was going to say, I, I was, I was yeah. like, wait, you had five deliveries. I'm counting the days. I'm like, yeah. well, the math doesn't add up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So we started on Monday and finished on Friday, just so I get ahead of, you know, even though my briskets come in partially trimmed, you know, still a lot of little trimming I do, you know, kind of a perfectionist when it comes to that stuff. And, you know, I take all my trimmings and grind them up for special stuff um, for the next week. Um, or like the smoked brisket burgers we did today. So there's always something uh, to do. So needless to say, the early returns have been good here at uh, at Rockdale for you. <laughs> yes, we're 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 moving a lot of product. The bad news is, you know, I'm also doing it a very hard time. You know, I'm new to town. Uh, everybody's eager to come out and try me, um, but we are getting ready to go in the winter. So being in the out, outside elements is definitely going to hurt me. Um, that's why I really want to get everything covered up as soon as I can. Um, but I think come spring and early summer, man, I think this place is going to be rocking. Well, let's talk a little bit about this this establishment, what you've got. I mean, we're sitting under uh, some giant pecan trees. Um, nice lot. you got a lot of picnic tables out here. You had live music earlier today. So, again, it really goes with the backyard theme. You've got some outdoor games out here sometimes. Um, you've, got a, you've got a trailer, which you've had for a little while. On it, you've got a, a vault-style pit. Um, let's talk about this the your custom smoke room and the pits that are inside of it so the vault was for competition that thing had been fired up in a long time um it's actually got a lot of it's full of dry goods right now uh, and i will never use a vault for commercial barbecue uh, not that i dislike it uh, it's just not my style of cooking um but if i ever need you know a warming device or something you know uh, i could i could fire it up you know hold stuff at 200 degrees on a cold smoke or something um but we got uh night moves named after bob seeger because i'm always making the night moves um literally i don't sleep and that's a 1000 gallon um and then we got a new uh hybrid and that one's called fire and smoke uh one of my favorite old country songs is earl thomas Connolly, fire and smoke Let's let's talk about that one. I, I, for anybody that's curious about Moberg's, <clears throat> obviously they can go to Sonny's site. They can listen to our interview with Sonny uh, that we've got posted up, um, or look at many many top barbecue joints and and see those pits running. But the hybrid was something that, that you came up with, and this is a combination direct heat and offset smoker. Um, describe it to to our listeners. Uh, so basically, you could cook half chickens ribeyes steaks burgers anything you want and not have the firebox going 
Um, or you could have the firebox going and uh, do, I mean, you could smoke briskets on it if you wanted to. You, it's it's 100% turnkey is what I call, is, what I, is the way I like to define it. Um, I like to smoke my chickens on the Moberg for an hour and then bring it over over some really roaring hot coals um, at like 350 and finish it off you know and that all kind of come from my competition background and the way I cooked with high heat um, so it makes me very very versatile on kind of what I'm capable of doing uh, I really really want to cook some pork belly on it um, with the uh, you know extra thick belly on there because that's really good when it's kind of crispy and, and smoky and caramelized at the same time and that's what that pit does I mean once you get it set you know you can get it at 350 um, on, from the coals and then you know you have a uh, a nice just gentle fire going you're getting a kiss of the smoke but then you got that fat dripping down on the coals and the flavor profile on it is just outstanding next week I'm going to we're going to do some uh, whole smoked turkeys on her, and uh, and I think that's going to be a really interesting profile because my favorite type of turkey is cooked on a uh, Weber Mountain Grill. Getting that hot coal flavor with you know the fat drips underneath, you know, it, to me that's just really hard to beat. Uh, smoking uh, a big old bird is you know really hard. Well, it's really easy to dry out if you know you don't know what you're doing. Um, but low and slow on over the coals, you know, it's really hard to screw up. And I think the end product is just phenomenal. So we've got uh, let's let's tell everyone what the hours are for Brett's backyards bar, bar, backyard barbecue here in Rockdale. Uh, it's Thursday through Sunday, 10:30, not 11, 10:30 until we sell out. Uh, Thursday and Friday. We typically sell out around three or four. Um, today's cook was a monster cook. We did 25 briskets. And before we started this interview, I had uh, three left. Um, we did 30 racks of ribs and, and about 45 pounds of sausage. We ran out of sausage at probably 115. And so I pulled sausage from tomorrow. So, and um, ten thirty is a great time for for people like us that go yes. on these barbecue runs. It's it's great to have those places that open before eleven, so you can get your first stop in. And well, one of the reasons I did ten thirty is this is a big farming and cattle community. Um, you know, a lot of these workers get up at four a.m. start their day, so you know they're ready to eat lunch by nine thirty ten. Um, you know, they probably eat four times a day to where most people eat three times a day. Um, just because of their long hours, but um, I never had a sausage wrap on the menu, and I had a sausage wrap because you get a lot of old folks that come, and, and uh, they'll uh, yeah. Can I get a wrap around? Yeah, that's the classic order. Yeah, wrap around. Uh, and I'm like, you know, I don't have tortillas, right? No, that's fine. Just a piece of bread and sausage link. So we sell a lot of that. Um, I don't never realized how much damn sausage I was going to go through <laughs> and uh, we get it made every Wednesday uh, in a couple towns away from here I've been using the same um, purveyor 
uh, it's not a perfect it's just it's just it's just a real small um, uh, grocery store out in, the, out in the country and she's been making my sausage for almost five years and it gets made every Wednesday now they're having to make it on Wednesday uh, Mondays because they can't keep up with my demand I mean I sent her a text earlier at two o'clock you got any uh, any pork sausage left that you started on uh, for next week's order and uh, she's like I got 20 pounds I said I'll come get it in the morning um, just because I need I need it's hard to be a barbecue joint not have any food we make our mac and cheese and we make our jalapeno cream corn we smoke it every morning on the pit we had to cycle that three times over today um, just so we had sides I make a big old batch of coleslaw and potato salad every morning once that's out I have no way to make it um, you know potato salad I'm gonna have we're gonna have to make a bunch tonight just to get through tomorrow or I take it off the menu which I probably will because like I said, I'm gonna go home and sleep. <laughs> and I, I definitely, uh, I, I've been watching. The one thing you definitely got to do being outside is watch the weather. So, um, ten briskets was easy to get off the pit early today and that rest and and, uh, and 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 for cold rainy day again tomorrow. So. Well, the word the word is definitely out. Um, you know, since grand opening, I, I think it continues to build, which is great. It wasn't just a, a one weekend event. Um, as we look forward to getting into spring and and maybe in the short term, what what are your plans for Brett's Backyard Barbecue? Uh, so, uh, come spring, well, right now we're trying to. I'm taking bids on getting all the tables covered. Uh, um, coming. From the trailer on from the pit room um, we're gonna do some an outdoor deck out here for the band stage uh, we got some more uh, railing we're gonna put out we have an acre and a half behind the the property that's gonna become a full-time parking lot um, so we're getting prices on that right now um, get some lights strong some lights in the trees you know little this and little that but you know, when I left Dell, I didn't have a whole lot saved up. Um, I mean, it was it was enough to get up and going. I mean, it was. I know you like to play poker and go gamble, but <laughs> doing something like this is a gamble. Um, I'm glad my network was pretty solid when I started this because, really, you know, to be successful, you have to have a decent following. You really, really do, and your food has to be really good. Um, because if it's not, you're not going to get anyone to come back, you know. And uh, now I'm getting everybody around these small towns to start talking. The radio station was talking about how good the food was, and you know he put it out there, and I didn't have to pay for it. Um, and then a lot of old folk from Milano and Cameron came out here, and I heard about you on the radio. Can I get a chopped beef sandwich? I'm like, you're breaking my heart. <laughs> Can I give you a sliced beef sandwich? Here, try this. Oh, wow. That well, just falls a, apart. Yeah, it's they're a totally not, different kind of barbecue to yeah, what they're, they're used to. Yeah, they're not used to. Yeah. And word of mouth is the best marketing you can have. People so, telling people. And the following on Facebook at Brett's Backyard Barbecue has been really, really good. Um, 
it's funny because when I was in Round Rock and I'd post stuff, I'd get like five, six, you know, 10, 15, 20 likes. Now, you know, I'm getting over 50 likes for the most part on a lot of things that I post. And I'm posting a lot. So everybody's keeping up with what I'm doing. And I'll put specials out there. And, I mean, they come. I'm here for this today's special. You know, it's really, it's like, it, what I'm doing is working. You're finally seeing that, that plan. Yeah. I mean, and, and like I said, you've, you've only been here for four weeks. So yeah. um, it, it's great to see right off the bat, but it's not an overnight success. It's something that you have been building uh, for years. And for the, years, yeah. And especially with the catering, which is a great a great way to move into this. You know, I, I see a lot of people you that just want to You have to do the into- catering. I know of a lot. I, I mean, I have friends in the business. And the volume that I'm going through right now is, you know, they've been open for years. And, uh, you know, I've surpassed that volume. And um, I never thought I would. But it's, you know, it's this little town, man. There's so much traffic goes through here. And people haven't had good barbecue out here in years. And uh, it's it's been the same all places to eat. month after month after month year after year after year and you know everybody's like i watched y'all build this y'all did it in three weeks well hell yeah i did it in three weeks if i did i was gonna run out of money (laughs) but it wasn't a three-week endeavor i mean this is something that that's taken years i mean your your arc from competition to cutting your teeth to to doing the catering which is which is where you really learn the business side of this you know, it's it's been many years, which is which is great to see that transition. It's great to see you make that leap, um, and, and it really is good to see the reception that you've had here in town. So um, it's it's always great talking with you. It's great to see this become a reality, something that you've talked about and worked really hard at for so many years. Yeah, I mean, hard work paying off is is a common theme in a lot of barbecue stories, and everyone gets there from from different avenues some were born into it some fell into it and some worked their ass off to get to it well i definitely weren't born into it even so. though my last name is born <laughs> i was <laughs> not born into it it's just it's i've been cooking barbecue a long time and a lot longer than most barbecue the newer barbecue joints have been around um i wish that i would have done it you know, three or four years ago, because I think I'd been, I'd be in a brick and mortar by now, and I'd be a lot more established. But at that same time, I was able to sit back and allow, or to, uh, allow for the market to see what, you know, where, what direction barbecue is going in, and really critique and adjust my style to fit that gap. You know what I mean? Um, I think so many people just. They think, well, I just go cook barbecue and do good. No, you can't. You have to. This is an ever-changing marketplace, uh, and you you have to study your market. You have to study um, your demographics. Uh, you know what's what's doing good, and this and that. But you also have to be creative on how you market yourself and what specials you put out. I mean, the specials I put out, I don't. You know the the green chili stew, and, and you know that was really hard to do the morning of, um, and this and that. But you know I've got some really creative stuff in the pipe, but it's not easy. And I think if this was easy, a lot a lot of people would be doing it. But it's definitely 
definitely not easy. <laughs> Speaking of creative, we can't end the episode without talking about the Houston barbecue. Houston versus Austin versus Longview versus a lot of other city throwdown that's going on. Um, yeah, HOU sem- barbecue, yep. Austin, Houston throwdown coming up. It's going to be at December Friends and Allies Brewing Sunday, December 9th. Yep. Um, Brett is going to be participating in it. We won't even bother asking you what you're making yet because I'm sure that's the last thing on your mind right now. Oh, man, I haven't thought about it. <laughs> I'm going to be. You know, my uh, philosophy on that is just to kind of be a low-hanging fruit. Um, We've heard barbacoa does well. <laughs> I can promise you I will not be making barbacoa or, or beef cheeks. Um, barbacoa might do well on that direct heat pit, too. Yeah, yeah. really, really well. Well, and, and for with the competition background and, and the competitive venue... Um, nobody should think that you're sleeping on this one. You're going to come guns blazing. So make sure to, to catch Brett at Brett's Backyard Barbecue. Or if you haven't had him yet, get tickets to the Houston-Austin Barbecue Throwdown at Friends and Allies Brewing December 9th. Yeah. And, yep, Thursday through Sunday, Brett's Backyard Barbecue in Rockdale. You know, small town, big flavor. Yeah, come early and come hungry. <laughs> <laughs>